episode of Scammer Stories, it's like a sister from another mister for me. We'll call her Caitlin. Her story is so much like mine. We're around the same age, with parents who were married for a long time, who both ended up with an elderly mother losing it all. Caitlin is still in the middle of fighting her mom's scam. She was actually able to confront the real man scamming her mother. Here's a short snippet. You're taking advantage of her because she believes you. You got a script never, there in uh, your hand. I'm you for my, if you think I'm lying. I don't you think, think you're lying. I know call, you're okay. lying. We'll hear more from that phone call a little later. It's pretty epic and a first on the Scammer Stories podcast. First, we have to start with Caitlin's story and how it all began. I live in um, Washington State, a little bit south of Tacoma. Um, 50 years old. I work full time in healthcare. Okay, so when did this all begin for you? What started it all? My dad passed away two years ago. And just about a year ago, my mom announced that she had a boyfriend. She was pretty excited. She went on from there to then explain that it was just over the phone that he was a Polish immigrant. What she said is he was an American citizen from Poland. He had a home in Washington, D.C. His daughter um, was addicted or something and had taken all his money. He was at that time in this story working on an oil rig and his name was Alex Peterson. And of course, his story then was that he was 66 and he wanted to retire, but he was stuck on the oil rig because he had broke some equipment and they required that he pay for that equipment before he'd be allowed to leave and retire. So at that point in time, her debate was to help him pay that money. Said she was not going to, but since that time, she's become super sneaky. And now I realize that At that point in time, she was pretty sneaky and didn't give the complete story on on a lot of this. So I have a feeling that she probably did send him money at that time. So then it progressed from there to the point where my sister and I had realized she had been giving, I don't know the exact dollar amounts, obviously, but she had a lot of missing money And we'd suspected that she was sending it to him. She, of course, said she didn't. But then we started to realize that this person just had absolute control over her. You know, she couldn't make any decisions for herself. Her whole entire world just became this person. How did you discover she had money missing? She ended up not having money to be able to do the things that she needed to do. You know, her daily living, she had... um, money in a retirement account that my dad had left for her, which should have been absolutely fine to get her through that, including her social security and my dad's pension that she was collecting. When it started looking like something was definitely going on, my sister contacted Adult Protective Services in our area 
And they suggested getting in touch with her financial institutions. So my sister did get a hold of where her retirement and investments were. They took a look at her accounts and found fraudulent activity and actually froze her retirement account. So she did not have access to that. And how did you feel after you did that? I'm trying to imagine because that's something I thought about doing to my mom. Did you ever have any doubt or? No doubt at all that we did the right thing. She's absolutely furious with us because she still can't to this day even see that we're trying to protect her. I mean, it, it just continues. It's been a year now. This isn't the only bold move Caitlin and her sister made. The results, though, surprised me. She even at that time had agreed to cognitive testing because she was just doing so many things that didn't make sense. Oh, this is so interesting. That's something I wanted to try that I didn't do. So how did that go? She passed. So yeah, at that time, she actually gave her psychiatrist permission to speak with me about the results of her test. Her psychiatrist said she absolutely believes that something is going on, but there was no medical diagnosis. That's part of the problem that these therapists aren't, they're not used to working with this. This is a psychiatrist and my mom has had some mental difficulties throughout her life. So she's on some medications that are managed by the the psychiatrist. This is around the time the scammer revealed his true identity. This Alex Peterson then changed identities. He came clean to my mom and told her that she wasn't actually this person, Alex Peterson from Poland. His actually his name is Celestine Mok from Nigeria. He's very young. In that period of time, mom thought it would be a great idea if we, you know, she thought that if we would just talk to him, we would understand that he's this great guy that's going to save her from everything in the world. Here's part of the video call where she confronts her mom's scumbag scammer. Of course, I'll save my favorite part for the end of the podcast. Here's Caitlin kicking some ass. I want to know what's going on. I want to know who you are. I want to know why you're asking my mother for money. I want to know basically who the hell do you think you are? During the call, she was able to see what he looks like. I got screenshots of his face or, you know, (laughs) what I believe was his face. He's very young, Nigerian man. I bet you he's in his early 20s. He even, (laughs) he even had showed me his chest (laughs) said he had my mom's name tattooed and all i could do was laugh i was like that was it like a sharpie oh no (laughs) i know right right across his chest was my mom's name (laughs) oh my god i couldn't i couldn't and a couple days later i was playing it for my friend to listen to. I was like, you know, what do you think? And she pointed out that in the conversation, he mentions that he's been talking to my nieces. Caitlin's mother was the babysitter. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't even catch that. And so I got a hold of my sister and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I sent her the recording and she was just absolutely livid. She at that point cut mom off from babysitting. That was a big old family drama. It's just nothing but drama. At one point last fall, she put her house up for sale 
I don't know the exact details, but for some reason she ended up deciding to take it off the market. But fast forward now to beginning of March, she listed her house for sale again. It sold right away. She closed the sale last week. Her house was completely paid for. She has that cash in her savings account. I saw that last week that it was there. I asked her if, if he had any access to it, and she says he doesn't. Again, I don't believe that. Hey, ladies, true story. I need a full nine hours of sleep every night. And that never happens. So by the time I get home from my radio news anchor job and start working on the podcast, I'm tired. I tried something different while editing this episode, though. I took a quick shot of Magic Mind. And not only did I finish the episode, but my husband and I actually took a walk around the neighborhood afterward. It was nice. Now I take a quick shot in the mornings to cut back on coffee. Magic Mind, it's an herbal productivity booster and stress reliever. We need a clear mind to figure out all these scammers, right? That's where lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms can be helpful. They naturally boost clarity and focus. So I'm a believer. I even call it my scam fighting juice. Get 40% off your subscription with my discount code SCAMMER20. Go to magicmind.co forward slash scammer. Her plan now, this sounds just crazy to me. Her plan now is to fly to England. She doesn't know where, just somewhere in England. And he's going to meet her there. And they're just going to start a new life there. I don't know what the holdup is because she's not forthcoming with any details. She, at this moment, is living in an Airbnb RV trailer in town, and she's just trying to figure out what to do next. She doesn't have a passport yet, but she believes if she gets plane tickets, she can get a passport rushed. So I'm concerned about that. Hey, ladies, there's something positive that the pandemic has done for us. Comfortable fashion. That's right. We're a mighty group of women and some men on the keyboard every single day. Some of us ended up spending money on something that was, uh, well, we're not really proud of that. But let's get comfy while feeling beautiful. I don't think that's too much to ask. After all, you are all beautiful in your own way. I know because I've seen and spoken to so many of you. Time to shine, scammer warriors. Davy Piper has everyday clothing essentials and intimates. The premium fabrics are not only beautiful to look at, but incredibly comfortable to wear. You'll want to wear them every day. Save 20% on your purchase when you use discount code SCAMMER20 on DavyPiper.com. I honestly feel just from all the stories I've read and resources that I've looked at, if she leaves this country, she's not coming back. And I've told her how I feel. In the meantime, it seems like she's also had a decline in um, her ability to take care of herself. When she moved out of her house that she sold, one of the big things was she didn't have any money to move. She didn't have money for movers, which made absolutely no sense to me. So I've made some phone calls. I do believe that the financial institution that had her retirement that froze it last year asked her to close the account and take her funds elsewhere because they weren't going to be liable for it. So I did talk to the investment banker a couple days ago. He did confirm that those funds had been moved. Obviously, he can't tell me where they've been moved to, but he did say that when it was moved, they also reported to the new institution the fraud issues and the fact that it's been frozen. 
Um, so the fact that my mom has not had any access to money makes me think that wherever she moved it to is still frozen, which is good, except that her house was paid for. So she has a large amount of cash in her savings account right now. What'd she say the last time you tried to talk to her about it? What did you say and, and how did she respond? I just want people to understand how hard it is for people like you and me, because people, when I was going through this ordeal with my mom, people would say, well, just tell her. Well, it's yeah. not that easy. So describe what it's like. My mom is absolutely convinced that every person who's talked to her about this is wrong. She believes that this guy that she's talking to is the only one who's telling her the truth. Everybody else is lying. Nobody wants her to be happy. She just wants to start a new life with this guy. And she believes that he's her knight in shining armor. So you lost your dad two years ago, and a year later, you're dealing with this. What's that like? Oh, yes. And I have told my mom on more than one occasion, dad left two years ago, and, and you're gone now. Because I, I told her, I said, I don't know who you are. And I guess I'm a little bit nervous that maybe I've been too hard. You know, I worry that I've pushed her towards him. The women in my family are not quiet. <laughs> We say what we think, you know, and the situation has led to a lot of arguments. It's been pretty ugly. Well, I don't know if this will make you feel any better or not, but after my mom's ordeal and after she passed, I felt like I wasn't hard enough, that I didn't push enough. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I wish I would have pushed harder. I sent her article after article and evidence and screenshots, you know, from Google searches that show this Alex Peterson and anything I can find. And she just absolutely believes it does not apply to her situation. That's not him. He wouldn't do that to me. I asked her, if you plan on leaving this country, could you please update your will before you leave? And please get power of attorney, you know, either myself or my sister. And she kept asking me, why do you want all of this? And I said, mom, you need to protect yourself. Can you please leave money here and put it in a place where we have access to it? We need to know these things. And she was just absolutely livid that I would even consider that he might not be a safe person for her. He won't do that to me. He would never do that. Now, in my experience, my family members were split. We argued amongst ourselves. Have you had any experience like that with any of your family members causing friction between you guys as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So my mom has um, three brothers and two sisters. And um, there was an incident last summer when the situation was started. And there was a day that my mom was actually driving home and got lost. She ended up being in the hospital, you know, because something was clearly not right. At that point in time, I reached out to her brothers and sisters and said, can you guys help? And every single one of them said, she's an adult. She can do what she wants. That's pretty much it. And so basically it's just left myself and my sister to manage it. And I don't even think that we can manage it. I mean, I feel like we've done everything we can possibly do. Yeah, you guys have done way more than I did. <laughs> I tell you, there was a, a situation last week that I had to take her to the emergency room. She wasn't feeling well. And I had her phone in my hand. And I know that's their point of contact. And I tell you, I so either wanted to just somehow 
wipe her phone of all the information. I sat there with her phone in my hand for a little bit thinking I could just delete everything. But they'd still find a way. I know. And I was like, and then she's just going to end up mad at me for that too. You know, there's just, there's a lot of anger involved on both sides. Yes, exactly. And that's what my mom used to tell me. Well, it's my money. This doesn't Uh affect you. Uh Yes, it does affect me. She's gone now and it's still affecting me. I'm still like, what happened? I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Since this situation has started, I have gone back to therapy. I speak with my therapist at least once a month. Oh, that makes me happy. And she's so helpful because, I mean, she's really gotten me through this and really helped me to keep my head straight just so that I can avoid being so angry with my mom. Because, I I mean, there's times where I just, I can't even look at her. I'm just like, I don't know who you are. And I told her last summer, this money that you have is for you to survive on for the rest of your life. You have it made right now. You don't have to work. You don't have to do anything, but you're going to give it to him. What are you going to do when it's gone? Because I don't have the money to support you. I told her I'm not capable, so I'm not sure what your plan is. The therapist, you said that she's helped. Is there anything that your therapist has said that kind of really sunk in with you that helped you that you could share with some of the other people like you and me who are listening? You know, the thing that has got me through the most that she has told me is to just remember that this is my mom's journey. And even though I don't agree with it and it doesn't make any sense and there's no reasoning with her, I can't change it. I have to let her do what she wants to do. I can't just keep beating myself up about not being able to make her realize what the future looks like. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you can't have control over everything. No. And I'm a mom. My kids are uh, 22 and 27. What would you think if they were telling you that you're being scammed? Or what about them having to mm-hmm. pay for you once you get older because you screwed up? Right. Um, they're independent. They take care of themselves. I'm proud of them. But now I have a mom who is 72 and I feel like she is acting like an 18 year old that has some money in her pocket. You know, I mean, she was married to my dad for 50 years. I get that she knows nothing else. There's so many feelings, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for her because I I feel like I know what's going to happen down the road. I feel sorry for her because she has to be feeling so lonely, you know, and now there's just this added drama that she's not getting along well with her daughters. She feels like everybody has abandoned her except for this guy that she's talking to, you know, I Here's the other thing that I worry about. I'm wondering, since my mom was susceptible to this, is there something in my genetic makeup that makes me susceptible to doing the same thing when I'm 72 if my husband's passed away? I'm like, I don't know. Right. I've I've thought the same thing. I mean, I've even said to, to my adult kids, <laughs> you know, don't let me do that. Don't let me do that. But what is it they could say to you, though? See, right. thing. So you're an adult. You have the right to make bad decisions. And if you're so set on those decisions, there's really nothing your kids can say that are going to change your mind. I kind of feel like with my mom, the fact that we were pushing back just pushes her more towards him. But it yeah, because it's kind so, of like when we were teenagers, when my parents were like, yeah. do not see that boy. It made me want to see the boy more. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. hundred percent on that. 
I know myself, you know, I know my mom. And I think we're both like that. You know, somebody's going to push us away from something and then we're going to try to, you know, we're going to move towards it. But it's so hard. You know, maybe I know that in my head, but when I'm sitting there looking at her, I'm just so angry, you know, and, and another thing that really scares me um, just for, you know, anybody of her age, the way that she would even met this person was on Facebook. Yeah, he sent a random, random personal message saying, hey, you, you're beautiful. And my mom was prime, you know, she'd been without her husband for a year. She was lonely, COVID, you know, she's stuck at home by herself. That's how it started. One hand, I get it. You know, on the other hand, I, I don't understand how you can't see what's actually happening. That's my struggle right there. I just don't understand why. Fortunately, she was able to use some of that anger and frustration and take it out on her scammer on that awesome phone call. Wait, 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 wait. Do you feel like I'm stealing from your mom? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You've lied to my mother. You've told her you were sick, but you don't look like you're super sick. You don't look like a man who's got some serious heart problems. Wow. I'm so surprised. Do you work in a a warehouse or do you work in an office with like some uh, cubicles? I mean, you and, and your group of people that like to swindle vulnerable old ladies like this. Okay, listen to me, okay? You have right to think whatever you want to think. If you think I'm trying to steal from your mom or whatever, I don't care. I hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as I had putting it together. I looked like I was on the edge of my seat at a football game, fist in the air, cheering her on. One thing that Caitlin and I talked about is both of our mothers told us to be careful when we were dating online. Isn't that interesting with the shoe on the other foot? Until next time, Scammer Warriors, don't forget, you can email me. It's scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com.